5: Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds
6: on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. And welcome to the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds for the next seven hours. We've got you covered for the NFL. It should be another buckle-up Sunday. We'll have sweat zones at the end of this day, I'm sure, in about three hours, Wes. But begin this show today, we do have some quarterback news here that is breaking uh, between Miami and Houston, and it looks like Well, Tua tungle might be suited, but might not be able to play.
5: Yeah, they have one healthy quarterback, basically Miami. It'll be Jacoby Brissett getting the start. But one thing to keep in mind, though, a little bit with the Miami Dolphins, they do have a receiver named Lynn Bowden Jr., who, if you recall, at University of Kentucky, ran that Wildcat offense and actually led Kentucky. I think that season they had, like, eight wins. So uh, keep that in mind. You may see some Wildcat looks out of Miami. Baltimore has gone up to seven, seven and a half in the market as well. Minnesota does have some COVID-19
6: issues. Okay, so we will have much more on that game, but we've got a cast of thousands to help us out today. Here in week number nine in the NFL, we've got Nate Jacobson. He's got the Patriots and the Panthers. Browns and Bengals got Sean Green on that game. Broncos and Cowboys. Triple A has got that one deep in the heart of Texas. Danielle Alvarez, she has got the Texans and the Dolphins. Ian McMillan's got the Falcons and the Saints. Will Hill's got the Raiders and the Giants. Arthur Arkish has got the Bills and the Jags. Mike Wilbershaw has got the Vikings and the Ravens. David Gascon's got the Chargers and the Eagles. Tank Williams back with the Packers and the Chiefs and Eric home has got the Cardinals and the 49ers. So let's get out to Mike Wilbershaw for the first time today to talk about the Vikings. And the Ravens, and we were just talking about a little bit here, Wabi, before the show began, COVID issues, it looks like, for Minnesota. What do you know about the Vikings today?
7: Yeah, star safety Harrison Smith, who essentially is the captain of the Vikings defense. A leader there, uh, not the play caller, uh, doesn't wear the green dot, but he's the guy. He's He is the guy on the Vikings defense, will not play on the COVID reserve list. So, obviously, that's going to factor into the game here a little bit. To whatever extent a missing safety can affect the game, the Vikings would be on the extreme end of that because he's such a good player and knows the defense so well. So, not good for the Vikings. The Ravens also missing a key defensive player in Brandon Williams. So, in a game where the over under is at 50 and a half and it's stayed there all week, I think those two developments might tilt you towards the over a little mm. bit, maybe in this one. And of course, we know the Vikings and Ravens um, have tended to score points against one another. I was at the 2013 game in which 36 points were scored in the final 207. Um, not many players left on these teams from that game, but still, uh, this is a series that can be pretty high scoring.
6: All right, we'll keep an eye on that and see if the total does creep up without their safety in there for the Vikings. Let's get down to A. Anthony Armstrong. He's got the Cowboys and the Broncos today in triple A. Is there any reason for my Cowboys to be a little nervous about laying 10 points today?
8: Well, I do think that you got to be slightly careful just because you're facing the talented uh, defense of the Broncos over there, Justin Simmons. Yes, they got rid of Von Miller, uh, but now you also have guys that are playing for their jobs. Uh, Ten points is is big. That's a lot of points, but you're at home. you got the crowd behind. you you got a lot of momentum, and plus, Dallas is 7-0 against the spread, so you you would think that you're okay, but ten points seems a bit much a potential uh, trap game there. Now, Dallas gets started early. You get Dak Prescott getting the ball to all of his receivers, his weapons on all offense they think you think could get ugly fast I mean especially if that defense gets some stops the key for Dallas is seven points not field goals that's going to be able to help them cover that spread
6: all right and so far uh powered with a huge return here to open up that game so Dallas has the ball over midfield into Denver territory to start off this ball game let's get out to Sean Green very quickly with the Browns and the Bengals and the co-host of the gambling podcast Sean what do you expect today sir well, it's going to be interesting, you know, in a
9: normal news cycle, the Odell Beckham uh, junior news, him being released would be the top story, but uh, wild week for the NFL, tons of stuff going on. It'll be interesting to see how the Browns and in particular Baker Mayfield respond to no longer having Odell Beckham junior. That's a uh, big storyline. And then the Bengals and Browns both coming off tough losses uh, in their division uh, with the uh, Browns. And then uh, obviously the Bengals
6: losing the jets. See how both these teams respond. All right, let's see how that one plays out early and throughout the afternoon. For the first time today, let's say hi to Nate Jacobson, stadium betting analyst. And Nate's got the Patriots and the Panthers today. And, Nate, I know a lot of concern over Sam Darnold. What do you make there in the quarterback potential change if that shoulder doesn't hold up today?
10: Yeah, as you mentioned, the big story this week, the quarterback situation in terms of the point spread for this game, Sam Darnold is playing. He cleared concussion protocol. He's fine with the shoulder injury that he had. The Patriots did start off with the ball, so we'll see Darnold in a little bit, but it would have been P.J. Walker starting for the Panthers. So I'd say even though Darnold has had a rough year, It's important that he's playing, because he's clearly the better quarterback, but the Panthers also get Christian McCaffrey back. He's missed the last few games. He was on IR, so maybe a little bit of a boost to the Panthers offense. Personally, I do like the Panthers at plus three and a half, which is where it closed at BetMGM, and I also like the first half under. I can see a slow start in Charlotte between these two teams.
6: Okay, let's see how that one plays out as a backer of the Panthers as well for the season total. I'll be rooting there as well. By the way, the Cowboys had a fourth and one in Denver Territory, stuffed West right there. The Broncos defense holds.
5: Yeah, Broncos defense, a top 10 defense. And look, I took the points. I thought it was too high. I know Dallas is 7-0 and but against the spread, but you're buying at a 52-week high. I think mm. you're laying those double digits here.
6: All right, for the first time today, let's say hello to Ian McMillan, betsided.com writer. He's got the Falcons and the Saints, and it looks like the Falcons on the move early in this one, Ian.
11: Yeah, Falcons already have a, a deep pass to uh, Cordero Patterson here. Uh, I like the Falcons. The Saints are one of the most public teams this week. I don't get it. I mean, Trevor Simeon is their starting quarterback, and the line has moved all the way up to 6.5 is where it closed at Bet MGM. Everyone talks about the Saints' defense, and they are the best rushing defense in the NFL right now, best red zone defense, but their secondary is a little bit of a weakness for them, 20th and opponent yards per pass attempt. So I think Matt Ryan should be able to, Get some yardage through the air today. So I like the Falcons and the points. I'm going against the public in this one.
6: Okay, let's see if that one plays out. And the Falcons right now looks like they have a fourth down coming up, but there's a flag there. We'll see how that opening drive goes for them. For the first time today, we say hello to Will Hill, Point Spread Weekly contributor right here at Vison. He's got the Raiders and the Giants. And, Will, obviously, this week for the Las Vegas Raiders, boy, I, I, it's just been tumultuous, i say would be – would be easy to say that word because it's uh, it's been a rough week. What do you make of their opportunity today in the Meadowlands?
12: Yeah, I think you make a good point. Um, a lot to take in there, not just what Rugs means on the field, but obviously the distractions. Uh, a month or so ago, the distractions with Gruden. I mean, how many distractions can one team take? Uh, the Raiders have had trouble, trouble the last few years traveling west to east. Remember, uh, a few years ago, they struggled against the Jets. A bad Jets team beat the hell out of them. They struggled last year. Uh, a four and twelve team, uh, Atlanta team. Them pretty good, so this has been an issue for the Raiders. They're in it early time zone. I did play the Giants plus three and a half. Um, they do have a nice drive going early, do the Giants a lot of Devontae Booker, a lot of screens, a lot of handoffs. So, uh, I, I like the points here. I like the Giants. I think they'll be right in this game, and obviously, a lot for the Raiders to deal with.
6: Okay, it looks like that the uh, the we have a stop here in Baltimore for the Vikings. Looks like they might get a turnover on downs. And the uh, Bengals making a move so far into Browns territory. But right now, let's go out for the first time today. Danielle Alvari, of course, right here at VEASAN. She's got the Texans and the Dolphins. And, Danielle, I guess somebody had to have this game. And so we gave it to you. And we are hoping you can make this one of the most exciting games we see today on this Football Sunday.
3: Okay, as always, Dave setting me up for a loss here. And uh, frankly, uh, I'm going to be probably right alongside the Texans or the Dolphins at this point, because as you mentioned at the top of the show, playing without Tua Tonga Vailoa, not like that's a huge problem for them. I mean, both these teams kind of mediocre here, but could possibly be a fun game to see Terod Taylor back in action for the Texans. Obviously, Uh, he Got their only win of the season in week one. It was versus the Jaguars, but they actually kind of hung in there with the Browns as well in week two. So I'm really excited to see what he does, especially as it pertains to this total. Now I think that the chance of an over is a slightly at risk with the Dolphins not having their starting quarterback, but, uh, I do think that maybe we'll see an under here. Uh, it's interesting to see the line movement since the Tua news. Obviously, we saw this open around seven, and it's now down to
6: four, four and a half, even three and a half live. Okay, and right now the Texans are moving it. In, excuse me, into Miami territory here, Wes. Yeah,
5: and I do want to clean one thing up on that game. Lynn Bowden, the potential Wildcat quarterback, is on IR, so no concern if you did bet Houston early in the week, at least for that. So it's going to have to be Jacoby Brissett for the duration. We do have our first touchdown on the board. We'll get Will update uh, at the next segment. Okay. But Danny Dimes, uh, touchdown pass already. So now 7-0 G-Men over the Raiders. Okay, and the Broncos did have to
6: punt after they stopped the Cowboys in their first possession. So the Cowboys have the football back. But for the first time today, let's go to Arthur Arkish, NFL writer and reporter. He's got the Bills and the Jags today. Arthur, I guess people are expecting a blowout when you look at how big, what, 14 and a half, I believe, was the close uh, for the Bills today.
13: Yeah, I would say so, uh, probably to be expected uh, a lot of firepower on one side and, and the best weapon for the Jaguars, frankly, and James Robinson uh, scratch late with the heel injury on the other side. So you saw the line get even a little bit higher. The good news for Jacksonville is they're actually moving. They're around midfield on their opening series, uh, benefited from a, a roughing, uh, not roughing, excuse me, an unnecessary uh, roughness penalty on Tredavious White. That was actually flipped around after review was initially called on Jacksonville. So uh, they're going to take every little break they can get today. They're going to need every little break they can get today to stay in this one uh, and try and keep this thing competitive.
6: Okay, so let's see if they can hang tough. We mentioned it looked like that the Vikings had gotten a stop against the Ravens. Not so. Ravens had the ball deep in Minnesota territory.
5: Well, what happened? Lamar Jackson on the pitch. It was a fumble recovered by Minnesota. But... The penalty was for a horse collar tacker oh. that continued the drive for the Baltimore Ravens. Act. Really a shaky call from what I saw of it. But now the Ravens are are down near the red zone here. Ravens minus nine and a half, 51 and a half on the total. But uh, a tough call against the Vikings yeah. very early on.
6: Looked like they had a stop. Not so much. But the Dolphins did get a stop against the Texans. So they thwart points. From Houston right now as the uh, the home favorite here, trying to cover that number without their starting quarterback. Good luck, but they do get a stop there Yeah, early it was a, on. Uh,
5: interception from Holland on Tyrod Taylor, so Miami will take over, so no points for the Texans on that first drive.
6: And it looks like Joe Burrow and company trying and might have to settle. But, uh, third and goal right now uh, for Cincinnati inside the 10-yard line against Cleveland to see if they can get their first points of the day. But again, so far only one touchdown in New, in New York, New Jersey, as the Giants have taken the lead over the Raiders. Just getting it started. Week 9, it's the Green Zone right here on VEASAN. Come on back. we got scores and updates right here on the other side of a very short break. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets.
12: The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all
0: or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: new prop tracker now available at decent.com for you to keep up with all key NFL props head at decent.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value track the odds for MVP head coach rookie of the year and much much more check out the prop tracker betting splits key trends and matchup data for every game now at decent.com slash nfl okay we have a field goal in Baltimore West Reynolds as they take a 3-0 lead over the Vikings Cowboys on the move again in Denver territory right now. We mentioned the Giants up 7-0, but the big flip so far, the Battle of Ohio, and as you said in the break, Ohio State on Ohio State crime. Yeah,
5: it was Buckeye on Buckeye crime. Joe Burrow intercepted by Denzel Ward and went 99 yards. But by the way, what set that up, actually, Joe Burrow got sacked on third down by Miles Garrett, so Cincinnati was going to have to settle for three, but Browns were offside. Oh. So a great offsides penalty for Cleveland because they pick the next play and go 99 yards. And now you got the Browns minus two and a half, 51 and a half on the total at BetMGM.
6: Yeah, I had the I have the Bengals today and I'm like, boy, you feel like you get, you're going to get at least early three on the board here. And then all of a sudden it flips that script very quickly on you. So seven, nothing after the 99 yard return, it uh, looks like the Cowboys have a third and nine. Deep in Denver territory, trying to get their first points, and the Raiders trying to rebound in the Meadowlands after giving up that touchdown. They right now have it deep in New York territory, so we'll keep an eye on there. And again, in the uh, boy, I don't know how to describe a one and seven versus one and seven matchup between Houston and and the Dolphins, but. It's a game that is being played, mm-hmm. and right now it's still scoreless as Miami tries to move the ball down the field. What I was told field.
5: many years ago is that if there's a line and a total on the game, it's important.
6: <laughs> Absolutely. Dak Prescott right now is going to come up a little bit short on his efforts. So an early one for Mike McCarthy, 4th and 2. You know I always like to take those points early in the game, right? He went for it once already, they didn't get it. Guess what? They're going to go again, this time at the Denver 20, 4th and 2, So, again, aggressive play calling here, Wes. But, you know, I understood the first one because there weren't necessarily points. This one is going to be incomplete, and you just gave up three points. So, again, you're going to chase those points later.
5: Denver has a very good defense, and now that's two stops. They weren't able to sustain anything on that first drive. But this Denver defense, I do feel like they're getting some pressure. I mean, not necessarily sacking Dak Prescott as of yet, no sacks. But, Even without Vaughn Miller, now a member of the Los Angeles Rams, and also Bradley Chubb, still on IR, probably comes back around Thanksgiving time. Even then, Denver can still get pressure on the passer, and I think that even though they're not sacking Dak, they're making him throw the football a little bit early, and you saw that on that fourth down.
6: Yeah, absolutely. So, again, two stops where the Cowboys have gone for it on fourth down. One, obviously, I would totally agree with, because you're at the 40-yard line, no man's land, and you got fourth and one, you go for it. Fourth and two, early in the game, at your own 20? Take the three. That's just me. Uh, the Raiders on the board it looks like they are PAT pending to tie this one up
5: against the Giants. Yeah, Hunter Renfro gets one from Derek Carr. So now seven to six. About a little bit under six minutes left to go in the first quarter. This was a game I ended up staying away from because I thought before every before the tragedy involving the accident with Aaron Henry Ruggs, where mm-hmm. where a young woman unfortunately sadly lost her life. I didn't know how the Raiders were going to be off the bye. Were they going to be kind of like, oh, we're relieved. You know, we got through this. We needed a break after the coaching change. Or were they going to lose their competitive edge? And then, of course, what happened on the events of Monday, late night, Tuesday, early morning, obviously changed that. And Will Hill can get us updated on the particulars in this game. I know he's on the G-men at three and a half. What do we got, Will?
12: Uh, early touchdown for the Giants. Last time we talked, it was a methodical drive. Booker, uh, a lot of screens, a lot of handoffs, went right down the field, capped it off with a touchdown pass to Ingram. The Raiders just answered. I mean, that was about a six or seven play drive, right down the field for the Raiders. Don't even think they faced a third down. So uh, either team really having much success on defense. Uh, they're just trading punches. It's a game of tennis right now. Both teams have held serve. So it's it's
6: seven uh, seven early. Offenses are looking good for both sides. Yeah, a little bit of a surprise there for me, Will, that you see the offense early on here with the two touchdowns in the first quarter. I thought maybe it would be more of a methodical game. But to Will's point, right back down the field for that quick answer, for the Raiders uh, all knotted up at 7. And the Falcons right now kind of controlling things against the Saints early, but still no score to show for them.
5: Yeah, and I'll update that Raiders-Giants. First of all, 2.5 minus a dollar twenty for the Raiders, 54.5 on the total. And your point on Atlanta, very true. And I liked Atlanta here. This actually went up to 7 at the wow. close, and I took it at 6.5. And, and I thought that this was uh, – A really good spot for Atlanta because New Orleans off a home dog win. Now you're a home favorite again in a divisional game. So, so far, Atlanta driving down the field.
6: Okay, let's go back out. We mentioned that uh, Ohio State versus Ohio State. Joe Burrow, the former Buckeye, getting picked by Denzel Ward, the former Buckeye. And uh, let's go back out to Sean Green, who's watching that game closely. The Bengals trying to respond. But, Sean, boy, that's a, a rough start, shall we say, if you're a Bengal backer like I am. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Bengals drove down the field, got it
9: to a nice third and goal. Unfortunately, Denzel Ward uh, jumped the route 99 yards to the house. Then uh, Bengals get the ball again, driving all the way down to the Cleveland 32 where they have a first down. So only six minutes left to go in the first and uh, the Cleveland Browns offense hasn't been on the field yet. We'll see if the Bengals can get some points here
6: early. Okay, so right now trying to get that answer touchdown Is it's 7-0, but they are driving inside that 30-yard line. Uh, As Sean just mentioned, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars have a 3-0 lead on the Buffalo Bills. Miami is moving it uh, deep into Houston territory, and right now still scoreless between Carolina and the Patriots, but the Patriots have the ball over midfield against the Panthers.
5: Yeah, and Falcons now in the red zone here. First and ten from the New Orleans twenty yard line. New Orleans minus three and a half, forty-one and a half on the end game total.
6: Yeah, I would say Mike Jasicki just made a sick catch for the fish there with one hand. All that was all that was necessary to get that done. So they've got a second down and ten deep in Houston territory. Let's go back out to Ian McMillan, who's is watching the Falcons in the Saints game today. And Ian, I, I do get the the sense that as we we're alluding to that the Falcons feel like they've got control of this early, just no points to show for it.
11: Yeah, it looks like they're going to get some points here, but it's it's kind of looking like I I predicted. I thought Matt Ryan and the Falcons were going to be able to get some yardage through the air, uh, through the air, and that's kind of what has happened so far. So they started off this drive with a 39-yard uh passing catch from Ryan to Kyle Pitts. This Saints secondary is more vulnerable than I think a lot of people think, so I I, I expect that that uh, success through the air to keep going. I love the Falcons in this spot. Uh they're still a live underdog. I wouldn't mind betting on them again because they're they're moving the ball as I predicted.
6: Okay, so there you go. On that live line, uh, you might want to do that because early on, it does feel like the Falcons uh, having their way. Let's see if they can get points on this drive. They did get points in Baltimore, mm-hmm. so let's go. We'll try to get back out to Mike Wilbshaw here with the particulars on that, but the Vikings have just taken a 7-3 to lead with the PAT good, and the Broncos now moving it against the Cowboys as they've got a first and 10 just around midfield. Let's go back out to Mike Wobeshaw for the particulars on that course of Vikings territory and purple PTSD, because it looks like Wobby, Hey, KC eight, we can give him the nickname when he throws a bomb for a touchdown. Yeah, we
7: can. And we've, you know, we've actually done that quite a bit this season. Even though the Vikings have not been on the winning side as many times as they would like KC eight has had a pretty good season. All things considered, he's having a pretty good day so far today, two for two, 56 yards, 50 of those 56 yards came on the last play, which was a 50 yard touchdown pass to Justin Jefferson. So uh, Mark Andrews dropped a surefire touchdown in this game in the end zone. Ravens had to settle for a field goal. Vikings get the ball in their first position and score no problem. So we've got 10 points already in this game and uh, we're not really even to the halfway point of the first quarter. So, um, what the oddsmakers thought would be a high-scoring game, so far it is. It's 7-3 to three Vikings.
6: Okay, so we're going to get some points there. We did get points for the Falcons. They had to settle for a field goal, so it is now 3 nothing, ATL. And we did get that bounce-back touchdown by Cincinnati, PAT pending, but – Right back down the field's got to feel good for Joe Burrow.
5: Yeah, Joe Mixon, 11 yards to cap it off, and we're going to wait for that PAT, by the way. Atlanta now up 3 nothing. as you mentioned. Saints minus 4.5, 39 and that's a pattern when we update these live lines. You're not going to see much adjustments at BetMGM or really anywhere else for field goals. No. So, New Orleans still 4.5, uh, about 2.5 points less than pre-flop.
6: Okay, uh, getting a little bit nervous here as a Cowboy backer because the Broncos are moving it deep into Dallas territory. They look for the first points. Of the day with about five minutes to go there, and it looks like Miles Gaskin has just gotten across for the fish. So Miami coming on out uh, without Tuatonga Loa, they have a six nothing lead. PAT pending.
5: And we've also got third and goal for the six for the Jacksonville Jaguars, or actually the Buffalo Bills. Jaguars up three nothing, and Buffalo took some money this morning. Mm. wasn't really used in the contest, but close sixteen at BetMGM, some sixteen and a halves out there. We'll see if Josh Allen can break the Manning cast. Uh-oh. Player guess curse because it's been Oh, and That's 5 right. here. So look, if anybody's going to break it, it's against the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> here is almost as over two touchdown favorites.
6: Melvin Gordon right now running right through that Dallas defense. They've got a first and goal. So the Broncos, as long as they don't turn it over, probably going to get points here as they're going to have a second and goal now from about the eight yard line. You mentioned Buffalo. They've got a fourth and goal situation. Now again. We saw this on the on the Monday night affair against Tennessee, where they couldn't get that yard. Right, mm-hmm. they needed that to get that win. Well, let's see what they do here. They're going to go ahead and
5: kick here, I would think, to get something here. It was incomplete at the goal line. Okay. So looks like the kicking unit coming on for the Buffalo Bills to tie this up early in Duval. Huh. Early
6: points, even though it's a goal to goal situation. Yeah, it's
5: fourth and goal from the six, so they're going to bring out Tyler Bass. I
6: kind of like that idea. Like, take the three points. You have the better football team. You don't have to push things. Dallas, that was kind of a note to you, but they did not cho- <laughs> choose to do that. Uh, okay, much more to get to here. Obviously, we mentioned the Bengals have just tied it up. The Broncos trying to get points in Big D. It's the Green Zone. We're just getting started. Hour number one. Come on back. It's Visa, the sports betting network. season, your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today. Get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Green Zone, week number nine in full effect. Still tied up in Cincinnati between the Bengals and and the Browns, we have points on the board in Dallas. Let's go back out to AAA Anthony Armstrong. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Mr. 13 That was his number when he played in the NFL. Uh, Anthony, I'm getting nervous. Cowboys didn't want to take the chippy three, and they get stopped. And then here comes Denver the other way.
8: Hey, you know, that drive was supremely physical. I mean, that was... Big Fangio saying, you know what, fellas, we stopped him twice on fourth down. Let's bring the hammer. Uh, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, that combination drove the ball down the field. There were a few uh, penalties by Dallas. Uh, One, most notably, Trevon Diggs had a defensive pass interference in the end zone against Cortland Sutton that set up the eventual Melvin Gordon touchdown on the left side. But I'll tell you, Osa Odeguzua, he's having a day. He's causing a lot of havoc for that Denver offense, Uh, but that 10 point spread. It went down to a four and a half. Now, see if you if you took that spread, you, you're hurting. But if you're a Denver backer, uh, you're feeling pretty good that you're going to be be in line there.
6: And then, well, that you touched on it, Triple A, and I saw that too. Uh, it was physicality, right? That this this is going to be Vic Fangio's way of saying, oh, "Okay, we we might have got rid of Von Miller, but we're we're going to punch people in the face, and if you don't stand up and be accounted for, we're going to run right well, through you." Well,
5: that's what Denver has always done, even with coaching changes and different regimes. They've always run the ball. Go all the way back to Shanahan when they had out the late Alex Gibbs and yes. they did that zone blocking scheme. He was the longtime offensive line coach there. Uh, Mike Richard, our colleague here at Visa, knows him very well. So right now, Denver six nothing because Brandon McManus did miss the extra point. Dallas minus four and a half, minus a dollar twenty, forty six and a half. Your total at MGM.
6: Browns moving it again in that battle of Ohio. All tied up at seven. Last we saw, let's go back out to. Sean Green, the co host of the Gambling Podcast. And Sean, offenses right now, ruling the day in Ohio.
9: Yeah, a rear, uh
6: AFC North
9: shootout as the uh, it's all tied up here at seven. But the Browns on the move, all the way down to the Bengals thirteen, leaning on a uh, Nick Chubb here, fifty nine yards from scrimmage, pounding the rock uh, in. You know, handing it off to him a bunch, checking down to him in the uh, passing game. Something to keep an eye on is the the Cleveland Browns pass rush seems to be getting home against Joe Burrow. A couple of reckless passes by Burrow, not only the ninety nine yard uh, pick six, but there's been a couple other throws that are close be interesting to see how things go
6: when the Bengals get the ball back very quickly to that sean i want to ask you about that interception in particular because again i haven't seen it from the naked eye here but was it just a bad decision by burrow to to throw the out route that that uh, denzel ward was sitting on
9: Yeah, it just seemed, uh, you know, you got, you got to look somewhere else to go. And and Denzel Ward, just a veteran move, sat on it, jumped the route, timed it perfectly and took it to the house. And uh, yeah, I mean, Burroughs had a couple other throws where he's facing pressure, he's thrown it and he's gotten away with the couple. It'll be interesting to see if he can keep doing that. And Something to watch. Okay, right now still tied up in
5: seven. And keep in mind, this is Cleveland's first drive of the game because Cincinnati got the ball first, right. and that was the pick six by Denzel Ward. And to Sean's point, no sacks yet for the Browns defense, but they did have that sack on third down. Miles Garrett got home, but it was the offsides, and then a fortuitous offsides penalty for Cleveland uh, because they got the pick six the very next play. So Cleveland now third and four from about the eight-yard line. Okay, and that's the end of
6: the first quarter there, and a wild one so far. In Ohio, so seven all as they'll have to switch fields to begin the second quarter. Let's go back out to Danielle Alvari. She's watching the Texans and the Dolphins. And uh, so far, Danielle, it looks like the home team is standing up and being accounted for.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is going about how you'd expect two teams who are on seven-game losing streaks would would go. (laughs) But nonetheless, very entertaining. We already have a touchdown on the board, the Dolphins scoring drive. Uh, It was 12 plays, 80 yards. It lasted just over six minutes. And, of course, it's Miles Gaskin who runs it in off the wildcat play. So a little bit of foreshadowing there that you guys completely nailed. And, of course, this drive all started after a Terod Taylor interception. So kind of off to a rough start for him. But if you had an over on his interceptions prop, then that's already cashed early.
6: Well, you got to love that. Get that first uh, quarter interception you have that prop you don't have to sweat it out at all so seven nothing Fisco they could use miles
5: gaskin back up in seattle for yeah. the washington huskies <laughs> because they have virtually no offense right now miami seven and a half 45 and a half at that mgm
6: and the cowboys by the way stopped again by the broncos so it's early the end of the first quarter in dallas six nothing denver as the broncos will get the ball to start their next drive at uh, their own 20 but right now they're really controlling things against the Cowboys. Uh, who's in control down there in Carolina? Is it the Patriots or the Panthers? Let's go back out to Nate Jacobson for the details. Hey, Nate.
10: Hey, Dave. And really no one's in control. And I'm I'm enjoying it as someone on first half under 21 as we have a scoreless <laughs> uh, start so far in Charlotte between Mac Jones and the Patriots and Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers. Not much from either offense. A few first downs for each team, but they've ended in punts. Patriots around midfield, so I guess they're winning the p- field position battle, but it is worth noting, if you do want to get in live on this game, I'd probably stay away from the Panthers at the moment at plus three and a half, because their starting center, mm-hmm. Matt Paradis, is out for the game with a knee injury. That could be crucial as another offensive lineman. Down for the Panthers, who do get back Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey today, but without the starting veteran center, might be a little bit difficult to get some running games going, and then also just the relationship with Darnold and the the new backup center might be a little bit sloppy for Carolina so Nothing really to report here in terms of live betting as the total's down to 33.5 after closing 41.5 pregame.
5: No, that's spot on by Nate. That's a big injury to the Carolina center. So Christian Barrymore, all eyes turn to him to see if he has a big day in that interior for the New England uh, defensive line as we have a fumble Whoa. here. Might and we have Carolina with yep. the football. We will see the ruling. It was going to be fourth down anyway. So it looks like... A fumble. like- Looks like they do have the football, and they were just showing, I believe, Stephon Gilmore, of course, the longtime New England Patriot, and he is getting a crack at his old team early on. So it looks like Carolina does have the football. 30 seconds left to go in the first quarter. We'll get you a live line when it's available at BetMGM. Yeah, and this
6: is a tough one for, for Mac 10 here because he can't see it. It's blindside coming around the corner, so he never saw or felt the pressure there. So Carolina does get that big turnover. We'll make sure that that stands if that's the way it looks. Uh, let's go back out right now to Arthur Arkish, of course, NFL writer and reporter. He's got the Bills and Jags. And, Arthur, are the Bills starting to show that clearly they should be the better team, as we suspected on paper?
13: Yeah, slowly but surely, guys. It's a 3-3 tie. They've got it right around midfield as the first quarter comes to an end. Uh, they kind of they stalled out in the red zone on their previous drive, had to settle for a game-tying Tra- Trevor Bass field goal. Um, but then the Jaguars quickly go three and out, unable to kind of capitalize off that momentum. And Buffalo kind of doing what it wants for the most part here. Uh, Jacksonville's defense yet to really stand up despite the, uh, despite the low score at this point.
6: Okay, so 3-3 three, three there. Kind of the Bills swept walk a lot last week mm-hmm. against Miami before finally covering that number uh, late in that game. Let's see if they kind of wake up there, too. But right now, the surprise for me early on, Wes, is really Minnesota. And what they're doing offensively, they are deep in the red zone again. Uh, against the, the Ravens,
5: already up 7-3. Yeah, I have the over in this game at 49.5 as Minnesota, as we're taking down the end of the first quarter, now in scoring position, first and goal, already up 7-3. to three. Baltimore coming off that bye. You know, a lot of people were backing them today, and plus the COVID issues for Minnesota, so that ended up being a seven-point favorite, but... Baltimore's defense is not the old Baltimore defense. It's not. This is not the defense of old. This secondary can absolutely be had. We've seen him get had all season. And Kirk Cousins, KC8, off to a great start right now as Minnesota driving Minnesota minus 1.5, 55.5 at that MGM.
6: It looks like the Browns might have just cashed in against the Bengals. We'll update that in a second. But right now, let's go back out to Will Hill. He's got the Raiders and the Giants. And last we spoke, Will, 7-7 seven, seven here. What's the tone and tenor since the latest score by the Raiders?
12: Yeah, sound all too familiar to Giants fans' ears. Daniel Jones uh, sacked and then stripped. They lose the ball. Raiders in the red zone now. Uh, Not a game where the Giants, if you can fall far behind, you know, you struggle the pass block. The Raiders do have a good defensive line. That was a, a concern going in, and it's reared its head here with the Raiders on a short field about to take at least you think a 10-7 lead, if not a 14-7 lead, after falling behind 7-0.
6: Okay, so we'll keep an eye there, but the Raiders right now, after falling behind 7-0, trying to take that lead. Again, it was 3-3.5, three, three depending on what number you got here, with the Raiders as a road favorite. Right now, they look like they're uh, in good shape to hang on it, right now, at least as the first quarter ticks off. So it's going to be 7 all going to the second quarter. Broncos still in command against the Cowboys. They've got another first down. That turnover did stand for Carolina. And it looks like we might have a turnover in Miami. We'll see if the ball came out on Tyrod Taylor. It looks like a sack. And is the ball coming out before he makes contact with the ground? That's going to be a close one. Yes. Yeah. for the officials says they're going to have to take a look at that from the naked eye. Very hard to tell. But again, surprises for me, the Broncos up early and kind of controlling things physically, physically, and
5: the Vikings kind of having their way with that. And, and Cleveland defense. on the board here now up 14 to seven. Uh, it was third and four. Cincinnati had him stop. Pass interference in the end zone, so Cleveland gets another reprieve. Nick Chubb on second and goal from one yard out. Now fourteen to seven. Browns very early in Cincinnati. Browns minus two and a half, minus a dollar 58 and a half. The total at BetMGM. Okay,
6: so we'll see again what's going on in Miami because that is a booth review. Remember this had happened after Houston had gotten a turnover against Miami. Let's see if Miami turn them right back over. Don't go anywhere. Much more to get to. It's The Green Zone, week number nine, right here on Meeson, the Sports Betting Network.
0: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe
6: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you to, with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 dollars money line wager on any pro football game, and if a team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code LEASING200. When you make your very first bet, enjoy football like never before with BetMGM special offers all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com to use the bonus code VESAN200 to win $200 in free bets if any team simply scores a touchdown. to restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility. Eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Dave Ross alongside West Reynolds. Here it is, the Green Zone on VEASAN. And I just got a tweet from our buddy Danny Burke at VEASAN. He said, Dave, what in the hell's going on down there in Jerry World? I might need some uh, some support today, Wes.
5: Yeah, I know. Uh, I'll come to your emotional rescue. A little uh, Stones reference. Saw them last night here at Allegiant. Great show. Did you by the sing way. it
6: the way that Mick? Sings they it? didn't play that too. They didn't though. play they didn't it.
5: Play. Well, I mean, they've got a catalog of like a million songs, so they played about I twenty to good numbers. But the most to the rest everybody hates that song because it's, it's a disco song. influence. I love it, but uh, by the way, and you mentioned that it is thirteen to nothing now. Denver leading in Dallas Broncos. Getting one and a half still on the in play at Betmgm Gym, 55 and a half, because I do believe Dallas is across midfield and at least in Denver territory. But we've had a lot of scoring here yes. early. We just have another touchdown for the Minnesota Vikings. They are now up 14 to three. We'll Woo. get to Mike Wabashaw in just a minute on that
6: one. But first, let's go back out to Danielle Alvarez. She's got the Texans and the Dolphins. And, Danielle, it looked like the Finns might have had a turnover. What happened? I know they went to a, a long booth review.
3: Yeah, uh, they ended up deciding that after the review, there was no fumble a straw. Taylor was ruled down by contact. That's kind of what it looked like to me. They showed two different angles and they were kind of talking about it on the broadcast and it did look Different depending on which side you were on, but uh, they did rule him down. So they retain the football. and They're just trying to kind of matriculate down the field now. But of course, the Texans dealing with their ever prevalent penalties problem right now. (laughs) Um, You did see uh, the Texans as high as plus seven and a half right now on BetMGM. I saw a little bit of juice on it uh, because I think people thought, oh, I'm going to get this before it goes down. And it does look like we're going to have a close game. So I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it if you wanted to get in now.
6: Okay, so 7 nothing right now with the fish with the final ticks still to go
5: in. The yeah, Houston's quarter. having a punt here. We were kind of joking about that review. Was there one cheek or two, two cheeks che- down the for rule? Tyrod Taylor? But I- nevertheless, they weren't able to take advantage of that. Now Miami minus 7.5, 42.5 at BetMGM.
6: Okay, uh, thank goodness that Wes is here for my uh, emotional rescue. I might need it today as we go back out to AAA watching the Broncos and the Cowboys. And every time I look up, it's bad news for the Cowboys. AAA, what is going on deep in the heart of Texas?
8: Um, A lack of execution. I I think coming into this game, everybody probably circled it as Easy Dallas win. I mean, you saw the spread uh plus ten. Uh, now it's it's really it's been a trap game. I mean, you're looking at point what one and a half is the spread now. Dallas has a lot of work to do. Frankly, they're not ex- executing very well. They've missed on fourth downs. They're not getting plays uh, completed on third downs, the key situations. And Vic Fangio is showing, hey, I'm not afraid to go against your best guy. Mm. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater to Tim Patrick, big double move, 44 yards down the left sideline. I mean. Trayvon was left on on an island. He's earned that right to do that. Uh, but big fan Joe Teddy Bridgewater say we're not afraid of you. Uh, we're going to attack you, and that put this uh, put the score up thirteen to zero. Denver's leading, and they are they're running away with it.
6: Okay, very quickly, uh, AAA as an old receiver, not old, but you could still run probably a four um, two. When you see Trayvon Diggs out there on the island, you mentioned he's earned the right to be there on the island. They did, They haven't shot away. He had the pass interference in the goal line, which set up that first touchdown. He gets beat on the second one. How would you go after Trayvon Diggs for a guy that people go, oh, now we can't go after him. No, you can't attack him. How would you attack him?
8: Well, Denver did a great job attacking him with those double moves. I mean, you've seen all season he's been very aggressive to jump any breaking route that he's, anytime the route uh, breaks, he's going to jump on that. So you're seeing them attack that. Tim Patrick gets up there, double move, a little stutter at 10 to 12 yards. Everybody knows that that's a common stopping point for a route. That's the decision point. So he tries to jump those uh those situations. He has a lot of faith in his speed, and frankly, he was in a great position uh on that play. But I would I would attack him just like this. Put people on him, make him actually play ball. Don't let him have a lazy day. Um, if he gets his hands on one, then maybe you start changing your decisions. But outside of that, you can't be afraid of this guy. He is only a second year player in this league. Can you still run a four two? Look here, Um, eventually I would get there. But if I tried to take off right now, I'd pull every lower body muscle um, in my legs. Now, I I stay in shape, but 4-2, fortunately I don't have to run that fast, except there is this one spider that my friend uh, my son has. It's a a spider ring. scared me three times this past week, almost threw it away.
6: You probably ran a 4-2 when you saw that spider ring.
5: Uh, So, again, right now it's all Denver all the time down there in Denver. I can run a 4-2 25 yards. I could run a 4-2-25, basically. And right now, Denver, for the first time, now the favorite in the game, minus Whoa. one and a half at that MGM, 48 and a half on the total.
6: Well, they've been dominant in that first quarter, and I thought to A's point there, it is a physical. We've seen uh, Vic Fangio, their, their team is reflective of their head coach right now. They are much more physical than the Cowboys, what we've seen so far. Let's go back out to Mike Wilbershaw, watching the Vikings and the Ravens. And Wobby, you got to like what you've seen so far from KC8 and company, as right now they've got a sizable lead here in the second quarter.
7: They do, they're up 14 to 3 here and they are in control. Um, but going back to running a 4-2, Dave, you should run a (laughs) 4-2 to the to the ticket, um, and print one off and take that cowboys in-game money line. That's what you should do. Don't lose faith, don't lose faith. Your team's fine, and while you're at it, take the over. I think it's 52 and a half. So if they're gonna come back and win, the game's probably gonna go over. Speaking of over. Uh, Wes, you're in good shape. I think you have the over on this game, and that's looking pretty good right now. 14 to three for the Vikings. They've scored on a 50 yard touchdown pass to Justin Jefferson and then Delvin Cook had a 66 yard run that put them in position to score a few minutes later, their second touchdown, which was a Kirk Cousins quarterback sneak on a play where the Vikings probably should have been flagged for a false start, but they weren't. And so the touchdown ended up staying and alas, their kicker made both extra points, which Whoa. has not been a guaranteed for them this season. So it's 14 to three in game total up to 54 and a half. When the game began, it was 50 and a half.
6: So that one's climbing. Okay, so right now it looks like you're on the right side here as those numbers going
5: up, up and away. And here's what kind of happens. Uh, and you see it with the 14 to three lead Minnesota, did not look good on Sunday night. I know they were right in the game. Dallas goes in and beats them with Cooper Rush on the road, where Dallas ends up being, I think, at close. They were like four-and-a-half, five-point underdogs. Dallas goes in there and wins. So, we're like, everybody's down on Minnesota, right? The market hates Minnesota. And I do think a lot of the casual bettors that bet, they put premiums on pr- on primetime games because that's a game that everybody sees. Sure. Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night the late afternoon game that most of the national audience gets. And Minnesota looked terrible, so it's like nobody really liked them last week. Baltimore gets the bye at the right time off that loss to Cincinnati before, and now Baltimore just doesn't look very sharp early, and Minnesota is uh, very sharp from the get-go.
6: And it looks like right now uh, New England maybe slept walk through that first quarter, but they might be waking up in the second. Let's go back out to Nate Jacobson. He's watching the Panthers and the Patriots.
10: Yeah, Patriots putting together a nice drive. They just got a first down. On a third down to set up first and goal from the three, Ramondre Stevenson, the ball carrier for the Patriots on that, so they're in a decent position. Panthers ended up getting a field goal last drive off the Mac Jones fumble. And we mentioned during this game Christian McCaffrey is playing, but they are mixing in Amir Abdullah, Chuba Hubbard. We even saw DJ Moore out of Wildcat. So even though McCaffrey's back, he's not getting the full workload. He looks like he's on a pitch count as the Patriots just scored a touchdown Mm -hmm. at Damian Harris three-yard touchdown to go up six to three. So we'll get you live updates um, odd soon. But right before that touchdown, the Patriots were a four-and-a-half-point favorite. So probably a little, bit, a little bit higher, maybe closer to six, but total still pretty low, maybe a little bit back to where it was pregame at 41-and-a-half.
6: Nate, very quickly, after we saw the Panthers get that turnover and they had to settle for three, what are they, what are they doing offensively with Sam Darnold? Are you seeing any difference? Obviously, you mentioned McCaffrey. They're kind of working him back in here with his injuries. Does Darnold look compromised to you?
10: Yeah, he does. He kind of looks like a player who even before the injury was struggling this season. And I know that they won last week in Atlanta where he got hurt. But, yeah, Darnold has struggled a bit. I feel like Joe Brady is kind of playing a little bit more conservative with him. There was like a third and 12 before the field goal, and they threw a quick slant to Robbie Anderson, nowhere close to the stick. So it's a very conservative game plan. We've heard Matt Rule say a few weeks ago after they had some struggles at home that they need to go back to running the ball with whoever was running back. It was Chuba Hubbard at the time. So Panthers playing very conservative, which is, I think, pretty disappointing if you're a Carolina fan, because when you have an offensive mind like Joe Brady and a young quarterback like Sam Darnold with some decent weapons and Anderson and more, And uh, in the draft, Terrace Marshall, I think they were expecting a lot more from this offense, but as you see reflected in the totals of their games, it's not very, uh, not very prolific offense at this point. No. We'll see what happens
6: going forward. Absolutely. So right now, the Patriots take that lead against Carolina down there in South, or in North Carolina rather. Uh, the Broncos still moving it against the Cowboys. They got a third and short around midfield. Cowboys can't seem to get them off the field. And the Vikings still have that fourteen to three lead over Baltimore. Much more to get to. It is the Green Zone right here on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network.